Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Hello, Jade. Hello. It's me. I didn't know if you were going to crack into Lionel Richie or Adele then. (laughs) I just simply asked how you were. How are you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, very good today, actually. Good. Now, tell us your highs and lows of the week. Look, I'm really clutching at straws this week. I'm just trying to find something because I have had a pretty mediocre week, which is no, not bad, nor is it fantastic, but it's been you know, pretty good. So this is my low. I was cleaning as I do and I heard this big thump and I'm like, oh gosh, what's this? And a little tiny rosella or parakeet. Is that, are they the same thing? I'm not David Attenborough. You're asking the wrong person. Okay. Okay. Anyway, hit its head straight onto the glass and knocked itself out flat. So I was looking over the balcony, looking at it, and I'm like, oh no, should I go save it? But last time I did that, I think I might have scared the other bird half to death and it did die because we put it in a box and pat it, you know, to make it comfortable. Anyway, good story, Jade. Um, the, wow. the high, the high of it was it flew away. After like 10 minutes. I know, guys, you can stop listening to the podcast. That's all you needed to hear today. What a story. I remember once I was with my parents and the girls and a bird flew into the window and my dad was like to Poppy, don't worry, don't worry. They're so tough. Like they do that all the time and they never die. Like (laughs) the bird will be fine. Broke its neck? No, we were just like sitting there as it just lay and lay and lay there. And then dad was like, all right, I think that one's dead. <laughs> that's not funny, that's sad. What are your highs, Sophie? My high of the week was definitely that last week for one night, Nick and I went away for the night. Did you conceive a child? No, we definitely did not. Okay. And yeah, it was great just to have uninterrupted eye contact. I know I've said it before. I feel like we, because mum and dad are all of a sudden coming up to stay again after not coming for 2020, sounds like we get away all the time, but it's still so good just to have some uninterrupted eye contact, uninterrupted conversation. Sex whatever. <laughs> and yeah, it was fabulous. Oh, that's great. It's just nice to not be on anyone else's schedule. Like, yeah. you know, like you can just have a nap and you don't have to worry about when you're going to wake up if there's kids just toddling around Do you know the what? house. I don't think I've ever had a nap. Even when I've had time, I'm like, embrace it, sit and watch the grass grow. <laughs> just don't get interrupted and be grateful. I yeah. love it. Any so low? Low of the week. And I actually want your advice on this one because I know sure. Billy's quite similar. Poppy all of a sudden is just impossible to dress. She has like two t-shirts that she'll allow us to dress her in. She has one pair of shorts. Like even when we're going out for dinner, I'm like, can we just put on like a slightly nicer outfit? And it's just like, no, you know, and I don't want to bribe her into wearing things. I've got no issue with her wearing t-shirts and shorts, but she will always ask for the t-shirt that's in the wash. And I just can't keep up. And I guess the answer is just buying more of that exact 
same t-shirt, but I'll buy a really, you know, neutral t-shirt that I'm like, okay, this is the fabric that she likes to wear. This is, you know, the type of t-shirt she likes to wear. And I just cannot win. She'll be like, no, I'm not wearing that. I want that other one that literally looks exactly the same that's in the wash. Unfortunately, you're getting to that age where they have that decision and Poppy's really strong-willed. So, you know, Mia by that age was like, don't even dress me. And thankfully, she dresses quite well. So I didn't have an (laughs) issue with that. But Billy, my goodness. I also really want to do an episode on sensitive children because I was chatting with a mother on my Instagram the other day about material and the sensitivity of children when they... We're going to do a whole episode on cotton. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but no I'm in, in all seriousness, the because we were talking about the battles in the morning before school of even the undies and they have to be a specific undie mm. so they don't get irritated. Mm. So Billy doesn't like to wear undies if she can, wait for it, feel them. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how we can move on from this. I don't think seamless kids' undies exist. And also then she doesn't like anything that may touch her waist, so skirt, mm. shorts, it's like, okay. Poppy can't deal with anything cropped. Yeah, she tries to pull it down do. the whole time and she's like, Mummy, it doesn't fit me. And I'm like, no, it's meant to be like that. I mean, to but- be fair, I'm the same. But I have tried to like – give her two options. So if you go in and say, Pops, these are the two options that you can wear today, you get to choose. Try that. If it doesn't work. She just goes, nothing. Oh, okay. Well, then free ball it. No, it's not that she wants to go nude. She used to want to be nude all the time. And now literally the minute she takes her pyjamas off, she wants clothes on. The minute she gets out of the pool, she wants dry clothes. The minute she gets out of the water at the beach, she wants her towel and then she wants dry clothes. Like she wants to be dressed. Sounds like you just don't want to do the washing, Sophie. (laughs) Look, my issue is, and we'll get into this actually on today's episode when we chat to Steph, but my issue is not the washing of the clothes. It's then the sorting of the dry clothes. And I'll literally be like, oh, fuck, she wants this very specific green T-shirt. Like, where is it in the mound of things? Well, Billy, I bought her when she was turning three or four, can't remember, a dress from Zara and she didn't want to wear it for a birthday and it was so cute. Two years later, she now wants to wear it and not just once, she wants to wear it every day. So she came out yesterday. Oh, so you can't buy it again because it was from so yeah, long done. ago. And she's like, oh, and it's not even the point. It's like, why now? That's what I just don't get with children because it like now you're okay with that material, but like two years ago you weren't. Anyway, she comes out and she's like, mum, can you see my knickers if I wear this dress? It was, I was like, yes, I can. You could actually now wear that as a singlet and you can, you're going to have to just wear shorts if you really, really want to keep wearing that dress. But like, fuck, you've got so many other options, stuff. Yeah, and I was readying myself for the whole like Disney princess polyester dress. Polyester girl. You know, situation. Da, 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 da. Like I thought she was going to want to wear like gowns and that kind of thing, but it's not that. So I'm actually quite lucky that it's not. It is t-shirts and shorts but it's just finding yeah the exact material that she wants to wear i know i really think it deserves so you have its no own tips. episode you have no tips you're just saying good luck yeah i'm saying you're fucked <laughs> 
<laughs> so on today's episode, we chat with Steph Pace from Just Another Mummy Blog. But she's not. She's not just another mummy she blogger. She's not she, just. No. She's more than just. She's more than just. She is an organizational guru. And we put all of your questions to her about how the hell we can get our lives together. And I really think you're going to get some pearlers out of this one. I would just like to admit that after her episode, the day of listening to her and recording with her, I cleaned out my car. The next day I started doing her 30-day declutter program and I sneakily tried to do three days in one. I'm trying to have a like an, a competition with yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to have a, a competition with myself and I am really, really loving it. I did the girls' room. I got rid of the stuff that they don't need because it was just too much and I was having meltdowns over it, which I will obviously have mentioned in this episode. But anyway, I started doing the different role technique. So why was this not the high of your week? Why did we have to hear about some boring fucking bird? <laughs> Literally, I should have. I'm so sorry. Okay, high of my week is this episode and we hope you enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. Hello, Steph. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Are you able to tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Absolutely. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. So, yes, I'm Steph Pace. I am the lady behind Just Another Mummy blog and I have two little girls who are three and four who keep me very, very busy and um, my husband, Ryan, who is a builder. But, yeah, we live on the south coast and I basically just share all things organisation, my life, you know, with motherhood, postnatal depression. I know the list goes on. I just pretty much share everything, to be honest. Yeah, so good. And we're going to be chatting today all about you and your organisational hacks and tips and tricks and basically oh, what I sorry. like to... Sorry, I just, I just had a moment. You said organisation and it just got me feeling all the feels. <laughs> It's basically mum porn it is, is what we're going to be talking about. So Absolutely. content warning to all the mums listening. You might Rate want to pull over because you're going to be getting hot and sweaty over this <laughs> conversation. It's just so, like, satisfying, isn't it? You know, have you guys watched ASMR? It's on TikTok. It's that yes. thing and it's kind of like oh. that. Like you just you froth over seeing, like, labels and, like, you should just come to my house. You'd love it. I will come to your house. <laughs> or better yet, you come to our houses. Thank yeah. you. Do you know, though, over the weekend, I felt like the house was getting really messy. So instead of like yelling at the kids and telling them to clean up their toys all the time, I just went into the pantry and started cleaning it out. And oh my, like just the feeling of wiping down benches that have had like little coffee sprinkles or honey or honey. anything like that. You just like you wipe it and you're like, I feel good. <laughs> I feel real good. Got my life together it is, now. It's mum porn. Yeah. How did your passion for organisation begin and what made you to start kind of sharing that part of your life and becoming an expert and on all things organisation? <laughs> well, to be honest, it's kind of funny. Like my mum especially, she was kind of shocked when I really kind of just started getting into it because me as a teenager, I my room was a shit show, like an actual shit show. I have always had anxiety and I think for me what kind of made me love organisation is like when I started to get rid of clutter and, you know, kind of get my shit together, my anxiety really, it like really, really helped me. And especially when you're a mom, mm. like you just feel like you have, I know, I feel like with motherhood, like you feel like you don't have control of much, as you guys would know. <laughs> so I feel like when you do have, you know, a nice pantry that's organized, 
at least when you are like running away from your kids and they're having tantrums and you hide in the pantry, at least it's organized and you feel like you have control over something. So for me, it was just like, it made me realize how much planning and organization is going to, you know, give me more time during the week. So like actually spending that time doing it, like, yes, it's effort. And yes, you do have to do it, but it really does set you up for the whole week. So then your whole week, I'm a nicer person. I'm a better human being. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's not, it's really not about like wanting to be perfect or be OCD. It honestly is. And if you did get to know me, like my friends will say I'm a very laid back person. So it does surprise people, I think, when they talk to me because I'm a very, you know, relaxed Aussie kind of chick. And it's just because I have these routines and processes in place and it makes me relax, especially with someone with anxiety and running a business and having kids. It just makes me feel better. So that's honestly why I love it so much. I think part of it's like, I guess before I had kids, I was one of those people who was like, I'm never going to have a routine because I want to stay spontaneous and flexible. But then as soon as I had children, I realized that for me, I know it's not for everyone. For me, having a routine meant that I could like maintain those things more. And it actually allowed me to be more flexible because kind of that like baseline work had been done. And it does make you feel good. It makes you feel so good when you can tick those boxes Jade's off. Gonna need new, new undies. Yeah, the I am. I really am. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I have like, I'm a list person, which maybe coincide with anxiety where you have lists because you need to have them written down so you can tick them off and feel better about yourself in the day. But also I almost feel like when you're organized, that is a role in itself on top of all your other roles, but it's only to make your overall life easier. So when I'm like packing lunches, when I get home in the afternoon and I make the sandwiches in the morning, so chill out everyone. But when I do that in the afternoon, I know that I'm setting myself up for a less stressful morning. And if I don't do that, I know that I'm going to wake up already pissed off because I haven't set myself up in a, you know, like an easier way. Because when you've got kids and everything else, you get so overwhelmed in your head that you can't really do anything. So I am all about you organizing my life in every way. And there's no pressure. We did ask our Instagram community to send in areas of their life that they felt like they needed help with organization. And the main answer was everything. So if you could just help us out with that, just in a simple one hour (laughs) podcast, that would be great. I'll try my best. (laughs) So what are your top tips on keeping on top of your shit? So I think a lot of people, it's kind of like, you know, when people want to get fit, they're like, I'm just going to smash this 12 week challenge. And then it's kind of like you assume, oh yeah, I'm going to just stay fit and healthy forever. But that's not reality. Like with fitness, you have to work at it every single day. And it's the same with organization and, you know, having a decluttered house is this is something that you don't just do once. And it stays like that. You have to work at it every day. So it's like having your routines. It is just regularly decluttering. So like the less crap you have, the less stuff you have Mm. to clean up anyway. So, you know, like your high traffic areas, your entryway, your kitchen, those areas, they get messy every day. And that's just normal. Like I think people assume my house doesn't get messy, but, you know, it is there to be lived in. And I do have two little girls. And yet they, you know, they trash the place daily. But the thing is, you know, when you have less staff and everything has a place, it is a lot less overwhelming for you to clean up. It's not like you're looking at all the stuff on your kitchen bench and you're like, where does all of this go? Because you know where it goes. So really making it a habit. You see something that looks a bit cluttered, spend literally five, 10 minutes, even like every second day, just getting rid of stuff you don't need. It could be mail, vouchers you haven't used, you know, broken toys, just constantly you are working at it. It's just 
you know, yeah. just like fitness. It's something you just have to do all the time. And then for me, also just planning my week. So some days I like to plan out my whole week, especially, you know, running your own business and stuff. Or, you know, when you're a mummy, you want to like try and like, okay, what activities are we going to do this week? And what days am I going to clean what or whatever you have to do? Just doing it every single day and not thinking that I'm going to clean my house once and it's going to stay like that because we know that's not true. It would be great if that was true. We had a magic fairy, but... <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It's not. Yeah, I recently did a declutter. I feel like if I take on too much at once, I then convince myself I can never do it. Whereas I was like, I'm going to do a cupboard at a time or a room at a time. Like Poppy's, she's three, my daughter, and she just like, you know, we said beforehand that we're like, she's going to be that kid that has five toys. And if she wants a new toy, one of the other toys has to go. And, you know, everyone knows that by their first birthday, that is so far out the window. It was just to the point where she would literally walk into her room and she couldn't even play with anything because there was just so much. And so, yeah, I, you know, one day I decluttered her toys. And then as you say, now to clean up her bedroom, it is the easiest thing ever because there's hardly anything to clean up. And then, you know, I I cleaned up the kitchen drawers and now the kitchen is just so easy to clean up. And because I did them one at a time, I kind of look forward to the next day that I had a free spot to do another cupboard because I wasn't trying to do the house in one day. Definitely. And I think you make a really good point too. Like I always say, when you do come to decluttering and organizing house, like I don't want you guys to think of the big picture, like the whole house, because then you're not going to want to do it. You got to, as you said, every day, like I've got this 30 day declutter challenge on my website and it's literally doing a drawer a day, one cupboard, one bench each day. It takes five, 10 minutes. I'm doing that. (laughs) Do you have a junk drawer? Yeah. Yeah, We all have a shitty ass junk drawer, don't we? So you have one. I think junk drawers are really helpful, especially for like your kitchen, because as I said, your kitchen's a high traffic area you need a drawer to be able to put your change pens vouchers whatever you have but with our junk drawer I have I got a big Ikea it's like a cutlery organizer so the Mm -hmm. junk drawer is organized as well but it's like organized chaos you know and it just has its sections but every like once a month I'll just go through it and get rid of stuff it's really simple as long as you just I need to it's been months since I've done that and every time I open it I call it the anti-anxiety drawer because it's sort of like the only one that's acceptable to be crap in there but every time someone is like looking for tape or a tiny little hairpin, you're like, it's in that shitty drawer. You know, the drawer <laughs> that has all the crap in it. That's where it is. That's where you find it. But my one question to you is I have a hard time. My children are at an age where for some reason, even when they go to school, they come home and they like to wear like 7,000 outfits. And it doesn't matter how much I can yell at them or tell them or bribe them to do something different all their clothes end up straight out of their cupboard and I could spend like a long time having that all done and it's all beautiful and then by the end of the week it is all gone to crap. Do I have to lock the cupboard to like not let them in? <laughs> or on the same same as that, you know, my husband will be like, oh, I'll get the girls ready for daycare and it'll be like all the T-shirts folded, all the shorts folded and then it'll look like some yeah. like, fucking grizzly bear <laughs> has gone through there and just like pull from the bottom. And I'm like, are you serious? Why were you even in the knit section? It's 35 degrees today. Any tips for that? Yeah, definitely. So especially with my get girls, rid of your husband. especially half of my older, she's four, nearly five, and she loves dressing up and all that stuff. And especially like, you know, the morning of school and, or daycare and they're getting upset and they're like, no, I want to wear this. I want to wear that. So mm. I don't know if you've seen, but I have this thing called a wear again hook. So I have this hook in my wardrobe and the girls have one as well. And this is basically a hook for the clothes. Usually it's the clothes you're going to wear again. So it could be uniforms or stuff that aren't dirty enough to be put in the wash, but you don't want to put them back in your wardrobe. So you hang them on the hook. 
Mm. So it could be like, you know, gym clothes that you just went and you didn't get all sweaty and you're like, I'll wear it again. I do that all the time and I'll pop it on the hook. So with the girls, I have one. So the night before, Harper and I will sit down and be like, okay, what are we going to wear tomorrow? And we will organize it the night before. We pop it on the hook and then she just gets dressed the next morning. And it's the same for Ryan because I have the girls' drawers labeled and Ryan is still, you know, he's Ryan. It's fine. We're very opposite. That's why we love each other. But yeah, I have the hook and then it just stops all of that mess and them having to pull out all the things. The hook is instead of the occasional chair because yes. I have an occasional yeah, chair that, that in the corner of my room, which is the wear again hook, but in a yes. lot less organized way. That's epic. That's so good. And how do you train your husband? I recently bought a set of drawers for him because all his t-shirts were falling out of this open cupboard that we had. So I'm like, I'm going to put all these shirts in these drawers and I'm not going to see it. It's going to be fabulous. Made Well, he made the drawers. And then I walked in and I literally, I saw two drawers, one not closed properly, one with a t-shirt hanging off and then three t-shirts on the floor. He does this all the freaking time. But then I just said to him, why can't you understand that I have folded all your t-shirts so when you pull them out, they're not crinkled, yet you just go and take the bottom one of the pile, mess the whole one up. And I know it's a first world problem, but fuck, it's the most (laughs) painfully annoying like he's an adult like just put things back where you find them and when you take them out close the cupboard it's a simple thing that like a decade it's taken and he still doesn't get it no I know and Ryan honestly as I said Ryan I complete opposite I always say to him if you live by himself I would feel so like I couldn't even imagine what it would look like oh my god my husband yeah they're shocking but I so with Ryan like I think for me with my organization like obviously I am at a certain level I just like everything to have a system but I'm not going to expect Ryan to have his wardrobe a certain way like that's his area but what I've done because Ryan doesn't like folding he does he just throws it so what Mm -hmm. I've done is wear again tubs so I've got two tubs on a shelf that says work shirts work shorts because he always just throws (gasps) them and he throws them in there and then he's got casual shirts casual shorts and he throws them in there but they're in a tub so I don't have to fucking look at it Right. I'm getting a tub. I'm getting tubs. Yeah. And you can, like, you don't have That's to get labels. You can literally just use a whiteboard marker. Like, it doesn't have to be fancy, but at least. <laughs> the husbands don't deserve a label. The kids get labels. The husbands get handwriting with the left hand. They don't appreciate it. No. So, yeah, if you don't want to invest, if you just don't want to have to spend that money, like, you can do that. Like, as I said with everything, like, it doesn't matter if it's perfect. Just find systems that work for you. And you don't have to go out and buy a million containers. If you've got jars that you've used that are just sitting there, just use them. Like, you don't have to go out and spend all this money how do you stay on top of your laundry speaking of clothes I find I'm really good at washing the items and then sometimes I'll have to wash a load of washing three times because I've left it in the washing (laughs) machine or I'll like be good at getting it dry but then it'll just sit there and it will never get put away and I'll think I swear these girls have thousands of items of clothes where are they oh oh, they're in a scrunched up pile on top of the bench in the laundry yeah and you'll definitely find too like when you guys start using the wear again hook with your kids your washing will go down a little bit like I found that heaps because I found too how much can you put on the wear again hook like how big's the hook you can get a couple (laughs) like you can get pretty big ones the girls have their daycare clothes but then they also 
want to wear a dress when they get home, I pop them both on. Like, it's fine. And you'll find, too, because there's a hook, Ryan, if he saw the girl's clothes on the floor, he might throw that in the wash even though they're clean. So it's good to have the hook because yeah. they're not throwing it in the wash and you don't yeah. need to. So with your washing. I don't have that problem. Nick would not see the clothes on the floor and throw them in <laughs> the wash. He'd just walk over it. He'd step over them. Uh, so with that, I like to do a delayed start timer on my washing machine. So the night before... I would time it for like nine or eight hours. So that means that washing is literally ready when I wake up and I throw it in the dryer. And then when I get I'm getting home, a new washing machine. No, most washing machines have Mine them. doesn't. It's oh, okay. no. Well, yeah, just see if you've got it. I need a new one. Well, there you go. That's a good excuse. And then I just will chuck it in the dryer. And then once I'm home from work, even if you just don't feel like this is not even with just washing, it's with anything. If You know how we can make like a mountain out of an anthill you just think it's gonna be so much worse and it's gonna take oh it's gonna take hours but when you think about it most time when you fall washing it takes like 10-15 minutes if you're on top of it and look you can and you can watch tv while you're doing it or listen to this podcast like you can actually do so many great things while you're folding the washing and I forget every time can I say one other tip on the washing machine front that I've actually found really handy because where we live we go through so many towels and look when it's hot it's fine I just hang them all out but like we recently have just been getting so much rain so we actually bought a combo washer dryer and actually at our new house instead of buying a washing machine and a dryer there's two spots we're actually going to get two washer dryer combos and they don't have the same volume as normal washing machines and normal dryers but it means you can set it and so like I could be out for a whole day and I would come home and that entire load has been Mm. washed and dried and I haven't had to swap it over and so it's so good yeah. and you can put things just on the dryer. Is it a top or loader or a front loader? Front loader. Oh, so they wash better. Like I think it's more gentle on yeah. your clothes. Yeah. No, I've right? heard that. Yeah. I, I've always been a top loader kind of gal, but front loaders apparently like with kids things, they wash really well and people always say, oh, the front loaders are crap because once they're on you can't like put things in, but apparently the new ones you now can. You, you can. You just got to let it cool down a yeah. bit. That's cool. I love that. Oh, my God, I'm so not an organised person and I just added to the organization well done well done killing it i have another thing you know when we were talking about folding or washing and listening or watching something i posted something a few weeks ago and it was like a question sticker after i think i wiped shit off the floor because of my dog and i said oh there is a mountain of clothing here that I need to fold or should I watch Netflix? And the amount of women that just had a bigger brain than me that were like, girl, you, both at the same you can time. Netflix and fold. I was like, boom, how did I not think of this genius idea before? Absolutely. And I also like if you're like me and a little bit, you know, you kind of like to be a bit competitive or whatever, I like to set a timer. If I'm like, I really don't want to do this, but look, I'm just going to set a timer for 10 minutes and whatever I get done in 10 minutes, once the timer goes off, I don't have to do it anymore like I'm done and you usually but like and you're like best believe I get it all done (laughs) yeah I did this with my girlfriend the other day I was changing the bed sheets and I grabbed a corner and I'm like are you ready and she's like what and I go let's have a race to the end and she's like no you're not Jane I said we are let's go anyway I won twice but (laughs) we can continue on the topic of clothes lots of people wanted to know any tips on organizing before a baby comes and Mm. then storing clothes once a baby has grown out of definitely and I think you know when you're first time mom I kind of went overboard I feel like we kind of over prepare sometimes well I do and I feel like we need to remember that when the baby is here we can still go to the shops and buy stuff so I don't think we need to like 
So I think just don't overwhelm yourself. Get what you think you need. And then in terms of storing, it really depends on, do you, are you someone that wants to fold baby clothes? They're pretty annoying. Like they're so tiny. So if you're someone who doesn't really have much hanging space, do the tubs idea again. So you can get little plastic drawers and then you can label right on them like onesies, throw them in the tub, shut it. Or you can hang them and you can actually get these really cool um, hanging organizers and you can write like the sizes on them and just hang them up. And if you might get clothes, so say, you know, when you're a baby shower and you get all these clothes that don't fit into yet and you're kind of like, where do I put them? I've got this grow into tub for the girls. A Willow has it, my youngest. So it's like the grow into tub. And I put clothes in there that she doesn't fit in yet, but you know where they are. So then you don't lose them or you don't keep them like put away in a drawer and then you come across them when they're three. Seven and like, years oh, later. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I forgot about that. So when they grow out of them, I pop them into a vacuum seal bag and it goes really small. And then I write the size on it and I pop it in the garage. Brilliant. And does that stop them from going that weird yellow colour or was that just because Poppy vomited on everything? Ew, you've got to wash them before you put them in the bag. Oh, no, I did. Sometimes they can still go. It just depends because, like, apparently it's the protein in the breast milk that makes it go yellow and then there's obviously Mm. the vomit. So I find to get rid of the yellow in baby clothes is I used to always soak it in a fair bit of nappy sand the night before, like overnight. And then obviously if you're worried about your little one's sensitive skin, I would just double wash it in the proper, you know, washing liquid or powder that you use and that will get rid of it. Yeah, because anything that was stuck stained I like you know yeah disposed of and then I put everything else away but then when I got it out I was like where did all this yellow yeah. come yeah. from and like poppy spewed a lot but I was like there was no way mm. I would have kept this and stored this if it looked like a tie-dye yellow situation but I think it does just kind of accumulate yeah I think if time. you do like do two soaks of nappy sand or something but make it quite strong and then double wash it hopefully it won't do that but it just depends how long you leave it in there really. Steph can you tell us about about your 30 day challenge because that makes me really excited and I want to know if you can continue that every month of the year and be the most organized person on the planet what is involved absolutely so the 30 day challenge is something I came up with a couple of years ago I think maybe two or three years ago and I did it because I yeah as a mom I was just wanted to find something I could just look at and not have to think about to declutter the house so I basically made it up it's just 30 days so you can do it whenever you want and then each day it will be like clean out old expired makeup clean the junk drawer kitchen bench and you just tick it off and once you've done like the whole thing, most of your house should pretty much be organized. But yeah, it's really, really handy. Yeah, so you wouldn't have to do it every month. And then is there like a deep cleaning process or is that the deep cleaning process? Well, it's just more of a declutter process. So like obviously not everyone's houses are the same. You might not have a study or you could have more bedrooms or whatever. So you kind of want to tailor it to suit you. But it is definitely something I would do like two or three times a year. And then I also have one that's for just before Christmas. So it's called the holiday refresh for your house. So it's getting rid of stuff that you know you're going to get more of because of Christmas. So it could be donating toys, getting rid of like DVDs and like board games you don't use anymore. What's DVDs? (laughs) I know, right? That's what I'm like, why do people, (laughs) I don't even have any. But getting rid of stuff that you know you're going to get more of because you know when you get your kids so much stuff, so at least you can give yourself like November I do it. I like to donate as much as I can and just like clear it out ready for like the infill of more stuff. And how would you do a cupboard? Like if you have, I'm always going back to the clothing, but say it's summer, do you put the winter items away or on a lower shelf or a lower drawer and then just keep the, and I'm talking for the kids, I can handle my own closet, but like is that an easier way to have, you know, not, things falling and grabbing out of the cupboard every day it definitely depends on your cupboard like how much space you've got again I kind of like to make sure 
you know, if they're getting lots of clothes, I feel like you got to get rid of some clothes, obviously donating and yep. stuff. But, you know, in terms of like, so snow gear, like you go once a year, we have, I have a full vacuum bag for that. And that just goes up the top of the wardrobe. I don't see it until snow time. But yeah, if your kids have that much clothes, I think maybe you need to really have a look and be like, do they need this much stuff? Do they actually need it? Mm. So are they going to wear it? Do they all? only want to wear their same I think t-shirt every day? No, but day? I think it's because they share a room. Yeah, so fair. they just like, they swap things and I can't. I don't know. I'm having a real hard time. They've got a, a wardrobe each, but the the shit's everywhere. I just I can't I can't cope. You can definitely do like yeah a clothes rotation, like you said. If you feel like you just don't have the room, have a tub. Yeah, you can do winter and summer. Leave some you know cardigans and stuff out. I just said cardigans anyway. <laughs> so yeah, leave that type of stuff out and then rotate. But definitely try. Like, do you mostly fold your stuff or do you guys hang your stuff? Okay, so I used to fold. I used to be so onto it, and now with the amount of people in the house and the washing that we have I fold it into like when it comes out of the dryer or the washing line I will fold it into a washing basket the washing basket will then go into the designated room and then from there it never gets in the right drawer it's already pulled out by everybody and mm-hmm. it's just everywhere so yeah. I don't know I don't know what to do yeah definitely I think trying the wear again hook and obviously doing a big cull and seeing if they really need that much stuff and then yeah that's true. I have like with the girls drawers I've actually used a Dymo label maker and I've, I labeled the edges of the drawers especially for Ryan so it says t-shirts long sleeve shorts leggings I love Dymo and then labels. yeah and then it's like no excuse they can't say I don't know where it goes because that's what Ryan used to always say and I'm like well you, you know where it goes now because there's a label on it so you have to put it away do you teach your kids to put away their own things and how do you do so that pretty young still she really likes to get involved I don't know if it's just her personality or I hit the jackpot but she really likes to get involved she likes that her jewels are all organized because I do oh. the KonMari fold which sounds hard but it's really not like Ryan does it it's really easy what is it so basically it's called vertical folding so when you open your drawers you you can actually see all of your clothes because when you're folding everything normally, you lose half your stuff underneath. You're not going to see it. And mm, it that's takes the problem. Yeah. So you need to do Comari folding and it takes a couple of weeks to get used to, but I promise you once you know how to do it, like you'll never look back. You know, the chick that says like, does it spark joy? Yeah, and if it doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it. Her. No. <laughs> oh, Marie wow. Kondo. I'm missing out. Do oh, it. yeah. Okay. All right. I was going to say that's another mummy orgasm for you. You would love her work. Yeah. Just one at a time, please. <laughs> if you go through my post, you'll see a lot of vertical folding and the amount of room you make, it saves you a lot of space. So you'll probably find once you do it, you'll probably fit like two drawers into one. I kid you not. It's amazing. And what is your approach to decluttering kids' toys? So with the kids' toys, I like to do it every three to four months max. And I also like to, like, you know how we said before, when the kids have too much stuff out, it's overwhelming and they don't really play with it because it's just too many options. So I have this thing, whereas I have some big tubs in the garage and I have them labelled, of course, it's me. Um, but I'll have like dolls, <laughs> play sets, and I have maybe more than half of their stuff in those tubs. And then every four mm-hmm. to six months, I will rotate their toys. So I'll take, Brilliant. Yeah, I'll take them out of the tubs replace them with the ones that were in the playroom and then they're like oh it feels like we've got brand new toys and then they play with them and then you rotate them again so it's like getting rid of the need for them wanting more toys 
you know, and then just doing a good cull every like three to four months of broken toys, things that I don't play with anymore. Yeah, because I guess when you're swapping it over, you're going to go through mm. them again before you yeah. put them away. Yeah, so that's definitely the best way for them to not get overwhelmed, but it feels like they're getting new toys every like six months, but it's really not. They're just like, oh, I remember this. This is heaps fun. The next most common area of the house that people wanted help with was staying on top of the pantry and meal planning. Yeah. What are your top tips for these? So with the pantry, I think you first need to come up with your system. So that means you do need to spend, you know, a good couple of hours, take everything out, literally everything. You'll find you probably have like six curry powders from like 2002 that you don't need. Because <laughs> <laughs> we always, when you can't physically see something, you go and buy it again and you don't need to. You've already got it. That's baking powder for us. <laughs> and you only ever need like a teaspoon at a time. <laughs> and I'm like, we could bake the world's biggest fucking puffiest <laughs> cake with the amount of baking powder we've got. You start selling it. Yeah, so pull it all yeah. out, like everything, and you go through the expiry dates, and then what you want to do is start popping it into categories. So you're going to have kids' snacks, snacks, baking, oils, vinegars, and spreads, meal kits, so like taco, you know, those taco boxes you get, you know, meal bases, so like curry sauces and stuff, and you want to pop them into those categories. And then obviously depends on your pantry. So if you've got a corner pantry, really utilizing things like Lazy Susan's because they spin. So you pop things on them and then you can reach them. Like you don't have to try and get that dead space at the back. If you've got mm. really um, long and narrow pantries, you want to get long and narrow tubs. Just always make sure the tubs you buy fit and suit your pantry style. Yeah. And then just have designated areas for each category. So you just need to literally kind of have a category. So when you do meal plan on the weekend, you always base your meal plan of what you've already got. It's going to save you money. So say if you've got some Mexican, like some taco kits there that you haven't used in a few weeks, you're like, okay, let's have them on Monday night. Or if you've got curry base, we'll have curry on this day. And then by basing your shopping list off your meal plan, which is also based off your pantry, you're going to save so much more money and you're not going to end up doubling up on stuff you've already got. And do you just keep that like on the fridge? Like, do you have a list of your meal plan for lunches, breakfasts? Like, I feel like and this is a big part of me if I don't organize and do a good food shop with a list I just come out with absolute Mm. crap and then the kids are like oh we don't have this or we don't have that and then they snack on like you know seaweed crackers instead of having a decent meal and usually I would love to like go Yumi's gonna have well all of them fuck them they're all gonna have the same thing eggs with a smoothie that's their thing or a smoothie and toast and just try and feel wherever I can the most nutritious thing I you know I can feed them with because other than that they're just going to turn to a yogurt which is so much sugar but they just love those little silly snacks do you have a system for your fridge so like if they open Mm. the fridge they can have a go-to spot well yeah like so with my fridge yeah on the front we have my death face planners which is my brand of like stationery and stuff I have magnetic meal planners so that everyone can see what they're going to have for dinner there's no fight like this is what we're having And then I have with the kids, because they are still pretty young, they can't reach it anyway. So at that point, I don't have an area where they grab, but I have a section that's like the snacks. So they've got a little tub and they can grab that. And then you've also got the Use Me First shelf, which is anything like if they've half finished yogurts, meats that are about to go off. So everyone knows to look there before they grab anything else. So it's the Use Me First shelf. And, you know, getting your kids involved too in like your dinner planning and your snacks and stuff as well. Like I try not to buy a lot of snacks because when you go grocery shopping, this is why I love click and collect because you don't go and buy all this extra stuff you don't need because your kids are with you and they're like, I want this, I want that, I want this. 
you just buy what you have and then that's in the pantry. And I know this is the kids' snacks tub and that's what you get. Yeah, this is going to sound really harsh, but we were getting to the point where I was like, oh my God, all Poppy does all day long is snack mm. and then she's not eating meals as well. We've just stopped buying snacks. Yeah, but they don't need snacks. No. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. that's like a good way around the yogurt. Like now if Poppy wants yogurt instead of just being able to have one of those pouches, mm. I'm like, okay, you can have a bowl mm. with like natural Greek yogurt in it yeah. and some berries on top. And yeah. now she's stoked with that. Whereas before it would have been like, no, I want those crackers or mm. I want that yogurt. And it's just, if it's just not there, I'm just like, we just don't have it. And, and a, she's like, oh, okay. And on a Sunday, would you prep a lot of things? Because mm. I find that being a busy mum and working, I don't really, like I do, I throw a yogurt pouch at, mm. at the kids because I just don't have time to like sit there and make something up. But I guess if there was like everything out, like carrot sticks mm. and celery sticks and this, this and this and, you know, throw a bit of hummus there or w- what have you, it would make my life so much easier. Yeah, definitely. And I, every Saturday, Sunday, I will pre-chop capsicum and carrot. Just oh, wow. Those hard veggies, they last easily for the week. As long as you're in like a good glass container, I will pre-chop them. Because, you know, at nighttime you get home from work and you're like, oh, I need to get all the veggies ready. I need to do this. But if they're already done, you throw it on, on the oven tray and chuck it in the oven. But yeah, I pre-chop, you know, your carrots. I even prep as far as meats and stuff for my lunches. So like even yesterday, I chuck some chicken breast. You can chuck it in a slow cooker with some chicken stock for like six to eight hours and then you shred it apart. And then that's your kid's easy snack in their daycare lunchbox, in for wraps, stir fries, and it's already ready to go. Even like I will make Mexican pulled beef, just any type of thing that I can pop into containers and we can just kind of like put things together. It makes life so much easier. Yeah, especially after that for like it depends what age your children are, but once you've picked your kids up and get home at 4 p.m., It is just manic. And for me to just like start whipping out a meal, it's incredibly hard because they're all having meltdowns or they all want different things. So I'm, I'm really like struggling to stay in the kitchen and look after them at the same time. So to be able to have at least the meat done yeah. would be absolutely a game changer yeah absolutely it just helps so much and then you don't have to think about it as much it's the same as when you do meal planning like if you're trying to make sure everyone is eating half decent if you've already planned it out and you've got it on the fridge and you've got the ingredients you don't have to think about it another thing that someone mentioned in another episode was when you were packing lunches to have two lunch boxes so you're not waiting for the first lunch box to come home to repack you can actually just keep repacking and alternating lunch boxes which i thought was incredibly helpful i've been doing that since that episode it was a childcare episode that we did and it has been so helpful because if i'm home i'm not waiting for the lunch box to come home from daycare i've actually started packing a lunch box for most days even if poppy's at home because I just find she eats so much better that way. So it means that, you know, if I'm cooking dinner in the afternoon, leftovers can just go straight into it before we like accidentally eat it all. So then she can take it the next day. Yeah, Who are we? I really like that. You have mm. heaps of good tips. You don't even need me here. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I'm really good at them for like seven yeah. days and then I just fall off the bandwagon. Need consistency. That's why I like your 30-day challenge because I think that's brilliant. It keeps you like on board and you, it's not overwhelming because there's only certain times that you have to just do something. Yeah. 
The linen closet is one of my pet hates. Every time I open it, I'm like, all those towels need to be folded and I'm going to do that. And I do it every day. I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then three weeks later, I am going to do that. I'll tell you the part that screws up in our house, the electricals container where you've got all these cords and you have no idea what it actually matches up with, but you're too scared to throw it away. because iPhone cords that don't work. Or like an old iPhone and you're like, I don't even know whose that was or what's on it, but I can't throw it out. I don't know if I can sell it. I'm just going to keep it. Yeah, and I think with those, like we have a big tub and I get, you know, the little cable type things and I'll just tie it around. But once you figure it out, you can get the Dymo label maker and then put the label on it and then just keep it if you need it. But just tie everything up. And then, you know, yeah, if you want to keep 20 iPhones, you can keep it, that's fine. But just have it in like a tub somewhere. (laughs) How many tubs do you reckon you have in your house? Oh, mate, I wouldn't even want it. Like, I don't know. I just love tubs. I love tubs too. And I love Dymo labels. I don't know. I'm all about labeling. I reckon. I'd label my husband if I could. Yes, Ryan said that. You did. You put a ring on him. Oh, true. My husband's got my initials tattooed on his ring finger. So he is, he's branded. Actually, he's got his name, my name tattooed on his arm. So you're right. I have. So, Steph. You have amazing boards that you can stick on your fridge. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah. So I've got, you know, a monthly planner. I've got the don't forget list, which is what I love too. Because, you know, when you want, say for me, if I'm like, oh, Ryan, can you like, you know, I don't know, mow the lawn or something. I'll just like write it up there so I don't have to nag him and it's up there. And then I've got um, your weekly meal planner and the shopping list. And I use that shopping list too. So when like things run out during the week, I just write it on there. So I remember to pop it on that Mm. shopping list. And then I've also got a cleaning planner as well. And do you guys have a shared calendar? Yeah. So we just use the monthly one on the fridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then he can see like, okay, the girls have swimming on Friday. Steph's got this meeting. It's just so much easier. So there's no like confusion and stuff. And he can just literally look at the fridge every day. And if your kids can read, they can see what's for dinner. They don't have to nag you and ask you what's on. They can see it themselves. How do you stay motivated to keep things clean and tidy when Mm. kids just, they just ruin everything? We love them. But, <laughs> I know. You know. They do. Like they, everything they looks so everything. good and then they come home and you're like, oh. I think for me, I like to always think to myself when, you know, you're organising, you're looking after your future self. So tomorrow's Steph is going to be like your best. If I empty the dishwasher, get the kids' lunches mm. ready, get my lunch ready, that she's going to love me. But if I'm just being kind of bothered, which is fair, like, you know, I still have days where I don't get my meal prep done. Like it happens, like shit happens and that's okay. But I think trying to rephrase it, like change change your mindset and be like, I'm looking after my future self. That always kind of gives me that push. And I'm like, no, tomorrow I'm going to feel so much better. And it's just going to make life a lot easier if I'm doing that. I love that. Do you do a zip around once the girls are in bed? Yeah. So I have kind of like a non-negotiable afternoon routine. I have like every routine under the sun. So yeah, it's just like once the girls are in bed, I make sure like the bathroom's clean, you know, all the bath toys and they're all put away. I try to get the girls involved as much as I can. And Harper's actually pretty I have an hour of power. Yeah. Yeah, you just smash through it. Usually Ryan and I will tag team. I'm very grateful that, like, you know, Ryan is home with me pretty much every afternoon. So it's either, like, one of us will put the kids to bed and the other one will clean up after dinner. And it's, like, while he's doing that, I'll be putting the kids to bed. So then all we have to do is, like, spot clean, vacuum. I just have a cleaning schedule as well, which is on my blog you guys can look at. But it's doing a zone each day because I don't want to spend my whole weekend cleaning up. Stuff that. Like, totally. That, I don't want to do that. People think I love cleaning, but I don't. Who wants to do I, that? I want. My future Jade, like the next day, absolutely loves when she makes the bed every morning. So like if I can do one thing every day, and we've we've chatted about this, but making people's beds, like if I can do that, I feel like it sets me up for success. 
all throughout the day. I've heard this so many times. I just can't do you it. Know, you don't do it. I'm not good I at love it. it. It's honestly like I swear they've done like studies on it. I have to find this for they you. Have. But if you make your bed, it really does set the tone for the whole day and you're so much more productive. And it's just kind of like the same thing with social media. And we're all doing or do we wake up, we go on our phone, we look on Instagram or whatever. But it's like the first thing you're doing is like checking out of your own life and into someone else's life. And that's not how you want to start the day. I do it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I don't do it every day. Like I try to remind myself, you know, get up, open up all the blinds in the house, even the rooms you don't go into. I started doing this when I was going through postnatal depression because I was so depressed. So I really started like opening up all the blinds, playing music, opening up all the windows, doors, just getting that air in. And it really does change your mindset for the day. I will say that I think it's sometimes seen as shameful to have a cleaner my family has agreed that we will sacrifice a lot of things in life if I can have a cleaner once a week. And I'm like, I would rather like not go out for dinner or like not, you know, I mean, that's still a luxury, but like not do so many things if it meant that I can still have a cleaner once a week. But I think that, you know, it's always put on us mums that like, we just have to like do it all. And it's totally fine if, you know, we have a cleaner who comes once a week. And then we also have a gardener because Nick's like, I don't don't want to spend Saturday doing the lawns. And I know that that can be like a privilege, but I also think it's like, what is your time worth? And if you are spending, you know, a day of the weekend every week, cleaning the whole house, Mm -hmm. mowing the lawns, it like might be one of your only days off. And I just think people need to value their own time more than that. I think my husband loves it. He has a hundred acres to mow and he's gone for like hours. He's like, sorry, I've got to mow the lawns. Bye. I agree with you. Like, I feel like it's really sad. Even if sometimes we put that pressure on, ourselves I know I was like that when I was a new mom like I put all this pressure on myself to be a certain way and then when reality hits it's not like that and I think if you're in the position to be able to have a cleaner and someone to do your lawns which in the new house when we move I told Ryan I'm like we're getting the garden because he can't even keep up with this tiny patch of grass we have as it is and I'm like and I'm the same as you like if you are able to shuffle your finances around if that makes you feel better and makes you feel like you're a happier mom whatever just do it like who cares why is everyone judging each other like we've all got our own shit to deal with just do what's best for you and don't worry about other people. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, I'm home, so I should be able to do it. But you're not just at home twiddling your thumbs. Like you've got shit on. And I think it just gives it such a nice baseline for the week. So then you're just tidying on top of that. And obviously if you're a mum and you have kids that eat, you're still vacuuming and mopping basically every day. But I was also going to say, whenever I got home after the cleaner had been, I was like, other than it feeling clean, why does it feel so good in here? And it's because she opens up all the blinds Mm. when she's there and it makes the world of difference. I'm like, why do I live in a den? Like, what am I doing to myself? It's so true. Like, we just don't realise how good it is. Like, and I think for me, like, my childhood was a bit chaotic. Our house was very dark. My mum always had all the blinds shut and I think that's why I'm literally like this because mum never played music. She didn't like noise because my brother, he's disabled. He doesn't like noise as well, which is totally fair. But growing up in such a, like, dark, you know, that kind of feeling, I just, as soon as I got my own house with Ryan, I was like, everything's open. I've got, Light and bright. you know, yeah, I've got like Jessie's Girl blasting all the time and I love it. Yeah, and the girls that's love what it. I do. Yeah. I just, as soon as I put like 80s, 90s music on and it's around four o'clock, they start dancing instead of fighting. Like they're just playing around. I'm starting to do dinner prep and it works for a little bit. Then I push them into the bath and then I'm like, oh, okay. And it works. But I actually have a confession. Yeah. And I was questioning whether I should tell everyone this. I have made my bed with my husband in it. (laughs) 
I swear I've probably done that before. You're just like. No, I have. I made it. Oh, I'd be too busy kicking my husband out of bed to make it around him. No, I did. I made the whole thing around him. Like I even straightened his pillow up while he was sleeping. <laughs> Gosh, you're good. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't matter. He still got up and flung it over. But I just wanted to have it done like before yeah. I left. So I'm like, if I just do that, I'll feel good. And it's good. Like as you said, like trying to get your family on board, you know. And I said, you know, with Ryan's wardrobe, I let him do his thing, but I still have some type of system happening. And even with the bed, Ryan used to never make the bed. And now he just knows it's like a non-negotiable and he just does it. Even if it's like the pillows aren't fluffed the way I like it, at least he's done it. That's control though. You've got to let go of some control. Mm. Like you can't expect everyone to run a military camp like Mm. you do. If they have made their own beds and they've done the best they can and they've gotten, you know, they've made an effort and it's not at your standard. It's like, well, fuck. You can't have it all. And Mm. I'd be a very lonely, clean woman if I lived by myself, but that's just not what I want. So you've got to, you know, you got to give a little. Absolutely. And it's like when Harper, she's so cute, she would try and like do the KonMari fold and just like, she's like, can I want to help you? And obviously, you know, she's done it. You're like, don't touch it. And, you know, she'll pop it in there and it's fine. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's good to kind of get them involved, even if they don't do it to our standards, at least. At the end of the day, mummy's going back and redoing it. (laughs) You know it. What are we all saying? We're actually redoing everything, but it's so nice for them to try. And you know what? We're we're setting them up. So when they're older, they'll be like absolutely brilliant at all And it's a shame that none of us have sons that we can teach to do it as well. Everyone we interview only has daughters and it's not a conscious thing but between us right now we have seven oh girls, my goodness so. yeah isn't that crazy yeah but yeah. if I had boys like yeah. Poppy comes out and helps me hang out the washing and I'm like even if you were a boy I would be making you do this right now oh too. absolutely yeah. absolutely and Ryan's so I get the on. girls to mow the lawns yeah I don't and it's I'm good <laughs> and I think it's good like because Ryan is very hands-on and my parents are pretty equal in housework as well and I think it's good that you know your girls can see your partner just as involved as you are and they're going to expect that from their partners which is how it should be like you know we all live there we all eat sleep there so everyone should be you know sharing it my husband does all the cooking so like we do share a lot of the housework because he cooks but I do all the laundry and Poppy started calling the laundry mummy's room (laughs) and I was like oh my god she's gonna say that out in public or at daycare (laughs) and they'll think we are in some like really (laughs) nuclear family sexist household where like mummy's going off to her room to wash all your clothes I'm like I swear Nick does the cooking that's so funny (laughs) now before we love you and leave you do you have any other absolute pearls of wisdom that you can leave us with other than the endless ones you've already told us I think it really is just about having you know just thinking by the standard that less equals less mess so less clutter is less mess and you know looking after your future self when it comes to you know having these routines in place and just it's not about being perfect. It's about just not feeling like a slave to your own life or your own home. So good. I'm so excited. I am going to start the 30-day declutter challenge tomorrow. Let me know I'm how you go. today. All we right, Miss Competitive, do you want to race to make the bed? <laughs> yes, I will. <gasps> no, I've got one oh more before gosh. we go. Do you have a special, like, pack or kit in your car of things that you always have with you I always have like obviously has changed since the girls were babies but it's always like spare clothes I've got change in case you know like you ever go to like a city and there's like parking and they don't take card um that I got 
towel, baby wipes. I think I got like nappy cream because you just never know. <laughs> just, you know, all that type of stuff. And I also have like this, what is it, like a plastic tub, of course. It's a tub, let's be honest. A tub. Oh, what a surprise. It is. It starts with T and it's three words. I've got what plastic tubs in my car. I've literally got issues. Um, so I have a tub and because it's like after the girls do swimming lessons, they always wear like that hooded towel. So I literally have a tub for all their wet stuff and I throw it all in there. Oh. If you go to the beach... Throw it all in the and tub. And sand. Oh, the tub. Yeah. So you use the tub instead of getting sand everywhere. So that's I'm going to call much. you tub girl. I'm just joking. I'm not calling you <laughs> You're allowed <that>. to. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much. Yeah, my daughter had a poo explosion this morning and I did not have one oh, wipe no. in the car. So I thought it was ironic that we were coming to chat today. But thank you so, so much for joining us and we can't wait to help all the other mums and dads and anyone else who wants to listen feel a bit more organised in their homes. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been so much fun. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.